0: Good morning, everybody. So glad to be here. I'm so pumped about today. Man, this is just an exciting day for Rockbrook. We have already done one service. We have two more to go. We've got two growth tracks and a student service tonight. And uh, I mean, this is a, a day the Lord has made. But I'm also excited about this sermon series that we're in called To Gather. To Gather. And uh, it's just a, a time for me, a great, a great time for me to be able to, to encourage our small group leaders and our coach with the, with the uh, mission and the vision we have for small groups here at Rockbrook. But it's also uh, a great way for me to communicate to you the, the, that are not in a small group yet um, why we value small groups so much here. And so I want us to take a look at even our theme verse here which communicates why, why small groups are so important here at Rockbrook. And let's read it together. For where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among them. Yeah, and last week, we talked about the right people. You need to have the right people around you. And that's what this sermon series is all about. Really, it boils down to having the right people around you. And, and uh, we learned that you'll never do all God wants you to do unless you have the right people around you. And we learn that the right people help us to navigate obstacles and temptations. Uh, The right people help us when we have a wavering faith. And the right people are heart and soul. They're with us, heart and soul. They're locking arms with us. They're praying praying with us when we're praying. And uh, they're helping us take our next spiritual next step. And small groups are the place where we develop those kinds of of relationships, the right relationships. And the way that we do that in our small groups, we talked about ESPN. We encourage and support one another. You know, most people already know what they need to be doing. They just need somebody to come alongside them and encourage and support them to take that next step. We share scripture in our small groups. You know, if we're going to minister to each other God's way, then we need to use God's word. We pray for each other in our small groups. You know, Jesus said, for we're two or three gather together, there I am with them. So when we're gathered together, we want to invite Jesus in through prayer. You know, if we're not praying, we're leaving Jesus out of our small group because it's by his power and his presence that we experience life change in our small groups. And then the P we, uh, or the end, we next step with one another. We help each other take our next uh, spiritual next step. You know, if somebody has never been to Rockbrook, we want to invite them to Rockbrook. And I want to encourage you, you know, our holiday season's coming up, and people are really receptive to being invited to church around this time. So invite somebody to come to Rockbrook. And then if somebody isn't saved, we want to get them saved. If they haven't been baptized, we want to get them baptized they haven't taken the growth track, we want to encourage them to do that. And if they're not on the dream team, we want to get them on the dream team. We want you on the team, serving, doing, doing some amazing things here at Rockbrook Church. Why do we do all this? Well, because Rockbrook Church is a great commandment and a great commission church. You know, a great commitment to the great commandment and the great commission grows a great church and grows a great small group. And remember last week, we talked, uh, we talked about Jesus, and he just sums up the whole Bible, the whole meaning of life, and he says, you, you need to love God and love your neighbor. It's that simple. He says, love God, love your neighbor. That's the great commandment. That's what we're supposed to do and be doing. And then we ask the question, well, how do we do that? And Jesus says, well, here's how. Here's the great commission. He says, make disciples, baptize them, teach them my commands. And what's the command? Love God, love your neighbor. But then he says this at the end of that, at the end of the Great Commission, he says, if you'll do this, I will be with you to the very end of the age. When God's people gather together for God's purposes, God shows up and does some amazing things. You know, that's what Rockbrook's all about. I want you to look at our our mission statement. It's there on your outline Pastor Kelly says all the time, you need to be asking, what does this church want to do to you? So on on your outline is the mission statement. There's some blanks there. I want you to write your name in those blanks, because this is what Rockbrook Church wants to do do to you, and I'm going to read this. Rockbrook Church exists to bring you to Jesus Christ and membership into his family, to to develop you to Christ-like maturity and equip you for your ministry in the church and life mission in the world in order to magnify God's name. You know, who is the you in that mission statement? It's the people in this church and in our community that are searching and seeking for God's purpose for their life. They are the people that are saying, what on earth am I here for? And who's the Rockbrook Church in that mission statement? Is it the pastor's? No, it's not the pastors. It's all of us. All of us that that have put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And and all of us that have called Rockbrook Church our home. At Rockbrook Church, we believe in the body of Christ. We believe every member is a minister. Every member on mission. We believe in the priesthood of believers. We believe in heart and soul Christianity. I want to put a little different spin on the purpose statement there. I want to make it personal because that's what I've done. Uh, In fact, uh, this is how I look at life. I look at it through this lens. Um, And if you call Rockbrook Church your home, I encourage you to do the same. Where it says Rockbrook Church, just scratch that out, put your name up there. And I'm going to read it for you like uh, a little bit, a little bit different way. Tom Stoltz exists to bring my neighbor Randy to Jesus Christ and membership into his family, to develop my small group members to Christ-like maturity and equip my coworkers for their ministry in church and life mission in the world in order, to, in order to magnify God's name. So my question to you is, if you call Rockbrook Church your home, who's in your hopper? Who are you taking around the bases with you? Because here's the thing. This church makes it so easy to do this. At Rockbrook, we do four things. And these four things help me and those I'm helping to fulfill God's purpose for my life. And here's the kicker. I don't have to do this all by myself. We have a team, an army, a body called the Dream Team that helps me to do this. All I have to do is invite people to come to Rockbrook Church. All I got to do is open my mouth and give them an invite and say, hey, you got to come check this out. Because what are they going to experience? They're going to experience four things. The first thing they're going to experience is our weekend service. They're going to hear a relevant message. They're going to hear a gospel presentation. And they're going to have an opportunity to get baptized. The second thing they're going to hear is an opportunity to, gro- to jump into growth track. Why is growth track so important to us? Because we believe it is, it is the foundational pathway that every person needs to go down to in order to develop and maintain a healthy relationship with Jesus Christ and his church, Rockbrook Church. And then we want to encourage people to get into a small group. And I hope because of last week and even this week, you'll, you'll understand why small groups are so important. But we believe here at Rockbrook that discipleship happens in the context of relationships. And then we want everybody to get on the dream team. You know, the, the, the dream team is about helping people fulfill their, their, their calling in their life. God has given every single person in this room passions and gifts. And the way that you discover those passions and gifts is you roll up your sleeves and you start serving and you let God work that out in you. And here's an opportunity, a next step for you right now. This Sunday afternoon at one o'clock, we're going to offer our, our growth track It's our Christmas edition of Growth Track, and what that means at 1 o'clock, we're going to offer 101 Church. And then at 3 o'clock, we're going to follow that up with 201 Essentials. And uh, the next week, December 20th, we're going to do 301 Discovery, followed by 401 Dream Team. So you can take two Growth Tracks in one Sunday, and in two weeks, complete the entire Growth Track events that we offer here. So you can fast track through Growth Track. And so I want to encourage you, if you haven't done that, to jump in. We want you to be a part of the team. Because here's the deal. If you're going to be the right person, a discipleship maker, because that's what Jesus told us to do, go and make disciples. If you're going to be a discipleship maker, somebody who is helping somebody take their next step, it's going to take an investment. Because when we're helping people take next step, it takes time, it takes commitment, it takes sacrifice. And we believe here at Rockbrook Church, the best place to do that, the best place to invest in people is in a small group. Small groups have the right people to cult- cultivate the right relationships that help us to grow spiritually. And that's why we are a church of small groups. I, wanna, I want you to hear this story of, of incredible life change from one of our small group leaders. Uh, he's a men's small group leader. His name is Brian, Brian Hooper. He says, for about four years, our men's group has been going to City Union Mission in downtown Kansas City once a month on Monday evenings. Man, for four years, this small group has been doing this. We are responsible for the chapel service beginning at 6.30 p.m. until their dinner time. From our simple beginnings, we have evolved into quite a big production. Our service includes a full band that plays four or five songs, a short but relevant video, And then we give a short testimony or sermon. At the end of our service, we give a gospel presentation and we pray with anyone that needs prayer. The guys at the homeless shelter really enjoy our service because we offer something that is a little different. When we come into the shelter, we have heard comments that that they are glad we are here. They enjoy the type of music we offer, which includes a variety of Christian music like hymns with a little country and rock and roll twist to it. We are changing lives through what we do. But listen to this. Not only amongst the guys at the shelter, but also the guys in our group. Dan, for example, a few months ago was worried when I asked him to give his testimony. He wasn't used to being in front of people. And last month, Dan actually gave the sermon. And Dan has even gone beyond that. He has stepped out of Brian's group and now is leading his own small group. So uh, Brian goes on to write, we are just a bunch of everyday guys with everyday jobs that God is using to meet a need. None of us have any formal education in the ministry, just like when Jesus chose the 12 disciples, he chose 12 regular guys to fulfill a purpose. The City Union Mission monthly trips are a highlight of our group. We enjoy watching God work through us, and we would love to have you come experience it as well. We leave at 5 p.m. and are usually back in town by 8.30 p.m the second Monday of every month. Thank you for letting me share one of my passions with you, Brian Hooper. So there you go, guys. There's two groups this next semester that you can get plugged into. Brian Hooper and Dan Putnam. Both of them are great guys and would love to have them. But here's the deal. When God's people gather for God's purposes, the right things happen. Jesus said, for where two or three gather together, there I am among them. And next weekend, we're going to be promoting small group signups. We're in the process of checking the list and finding out which leaders have been naughty or nice so we, uh, so we can list their group for you to join. We're going to have them on the website. We're going to have a, a printed catalog back at the small group table. But I not only encourage you to join a group, I want you to look at the entire list of groups that we offer here so that if you run across a person that has a need, you can say, hey, we've got a, we've got a group for that. Let me help you get plugged into it. You know, getting plugged into a group is so simple. You just find a group, you contact the leader, uh, and, and then you just show up. And you test, you test drive the group for a semester. If you don't like it that group that semester, then try another one the next semester. You know, if you've looked for a group in the past and haven't been able to find one that meets your criteria, look again, we might have one this semester. Or consider starting your own group. You know, there might be somebody in this church that's looking for that, that same kind of group. Or perhaps considering uh, starting a group with those you're already gathering with. You know, maybe, maybe you already meet every week uh, for lunch with some co-workers. Or maybe you're gathered together with some soccer parents. How about just gathering them together for the right reasons, for God's purposes, and starting your own small group? You know, if you want to start your own small group, all you need to do is just jump into growth track. And when you get to 401, say, I want to be a small group leader, and we'll, we'll take you through the small group orientation. We have a brand new groups starting up this semester. And I promise you, promise you, if you'll just make a commitment to join a small group, not just, as a, not just as a consumer, what will I get out of this, but as a participator, a contributor, what can I give to this? Because you're only going to get out of it what you put into it. But if you'll commit to it, I promise you, it'll change your life. Because when God's people come together, God uses that, and he'll do some amazing things. Small groups are the heartbeat of our church. All of heaven and all of earth boil down to one little word, and that's relationship. Jesus said, love God, love your neighbor. Your quality of life is determined on how you deal with your relationships. You know, wouldn't you even agree that Heaven is determined by a relationship. It's not what you know. It's who you know that determines where you're going to spend eternity. You know, do you really love God? Don't reject Him. Accept Him. Ask Jesus Christ to come into your life. Relationships are everything. Even now, the most important decision you're going to make in life is is your relationships. It's your relationship decisions. You know, where you're at right now, the good things and the bad things in your life are probably related to to your relationships. And that's why it's so important to have the right people in your life. And that's why God's family, the church, is so important. For where two or three gather together as my followers, Jesus said, I'm going to step into that circle and something very amazing is going to happen. But here's the question. Why relationships? And the answer is so simple. Because real life change happens in the context of relationships. Real life change is impacted by the people in your life and you need the right people in your life. And that's why Jesus said, if you'll be intentional about your gatherings, you'll gather for my purposes. I'll step in the middle of that and something powerful will happen. You need the right people gathered for the right reasons. That is the deepest thing. The deepest thing is not what you know, it's who you know. Now we need the right people around us. The right relationship, that's the deepest thing. We need a place where everybody knows our name. And that's what we're going to talk about for the rest of our time together. You know, and you might be thinking about, you might be thinking, but this church is too big. We have five services and we sit in rows. I'm looking at the back of somebody's head. How can I get to know somebody here? But we need a big church so we can do big things. But we also need to be small so everybody knows our name. And that's why every one of us that call Rockbrook Church our home, we know that we need to be in a small group. Let's look at this verse in Romans 12, 5. Let's read it together. Since we are all one body in Christ, we belong to each other, and each of us needs all the others. So I want you to turn to the person next to you and say, hey, you need me. (laughs) Right, you need me. Man, everybody has so much fun with that. But I want us to look at at, um, some aspects of a person's life. And I want to make the case that most of these aspects never get touched in a person's everyday life. And I want to make the case that a small group can touch all four of these. They can meet a need because we need each other. It's four aspects of a person's life. Here's the first one. Most people never go beyond this first aspect And that's the aspect of what we call the arena. It's called the arena. And I want you to write this down in your notes. It's I know and you know. You know, there's some things that I know about you just from this little bit of time that we've spent together. And then there's some things that you know about me uh, just from listening to me speak. And that's the public side of us. That's the arena side of us. But that's not the real us, right? So I want you to write this down. I need somebody who really knows me. I need somebody who really knows me. Why? Because there's another side to us. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 2.11. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? So in other words, all of us have this other side. It's the inside. You know, we all see the outside, but there's there's another side of us. It's the inside. It's the real me. And that's the part where we need to go. Why do I need somebody who really knows me? Because we all have that day. We all have that day when we're ready to check out. We all have that day when we receive bad news. We all have that day when we blew blew a cork. And we need some people that really know us, that can come alongside of us when we're having those bad days. Here's uh, Here's the second aspect of our lives that a small group can make a difference in, and that's the mask. On your outline, it's I know But you don't know. I know, but you don't know. And by the way, I've got some masks. I've got some things that you don't know and that you're never gonna know. But I need you to listen to this. I'm not safe if nobody knows. And if you've got some things in your life that nobody knows about, you're not in a very good place. You have to have somebody that knows your secrets. You have to have somebody that knows that when you're tempted, they can come alongside you. You've, had, you've heard Pastor Kelly, and, and they say this in CR all the time, you're as sick as your secrets. So here's what I want you to write down. I need people who will protect me. You know, no one can protect you if they don't know what's going on inside of you. And that's why the Apostle Paul said, he said, We refuse to wear masks and play games. Rather, we keep everything we do and say out in the open. He says, Apostle Paul says, I'm not going to wear any mask. I'm going to keep everything I say and I do out in the open. And you need a few people who really know. It's really the only way that you can get over habitual sin. If you confess to God, God will forgive you. But James 5 says that if you'll confess your faults to one another and you'll pray for one another, then, you'll, then healing takes place. God will forgive you of your sins, but when, when you have somebody there with you, a person that's going alongside you and protecting you, that's where healing takes place. So you've got the arena. I know you know. We've got to go beyond that. I need somebody who really knows me. I've got the mask. I know and you don't know. I need somebody who's going to protect me. And here's the third one, the blind spot. And this is, I don't know, but you know. You know, I didn't know I acted that way, but you know I acted that way. You know, I didn't know I had spinach in my teeth, but you knew I did. You know, we all have that exposed place. You know, everybody else sees it, but you. You know, we're just smiling away, and we've got this crud. Everybody else sees it, but you. We've got blind spots. Not everybody needs to know these blind spots, but a few people need to know what they are. So I want you to write this down. I need people who will be honest with me. I need p- people who will be honest with me. I need, I need some people in my life to say, hey, Tom, you're not treating your wife very well. Hey, Tom, you're not being very patient with your kids. Hey, Tom, you're kind of being kind of critical here. I need some people to tell me, you need to do a little more listening than you're doing talking. And I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm not going to receive that kind of feedback from just anybody, but I will receive that kind of feedback from people that I know love, love me and care for me and want the very best for me. And I just pray that you have some people in your life that you can be honest with. So look, let's look at the, what the Bible says here in Proverbs 27, 6. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. But the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. So the Bible says that a friend, the right kind of person, the faithful guy, he says, hey, hey, dude, we've got some serious things we need to work on here. But your enemy, your enemy's kissing you and telling you, oh, man, you're great. You're a wonderful guy. He's telling you everything your itching ears want to hear. But we all need some people in our life that will be honest with us. And here's the last one. It's potential. And this one is, I don't know, and you don't know. Which, by the way, God knows your potential. And so you may be asking, well, what's that got to do with small groups, if only God knows? But I want you to listen to this. God's system, God's way of pulling out the very best in you, is by connecting you to the body of Christ. You need to be connected to the body of Christ. We are not meant to be severed body parts. You know, the hand is supposed to be connected to the wrist, the wrist connected to the arm, the arm connected to this massive bicep. (laughs) Don't panic, I've got concealed carry for that, okay? (laughs) But let's look at what the Bible says. Each part does its work and helps the other parts grow. So Christ's whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. So here's what we need on this one. I need people who will be growing with me. And that happens when we're connected to the body of Christ. Simply put, you know, your life, it can be changed just by attending this church. I mean, Jesus, you know, he can touch you here right now. But we recognize at Rockbrook that we need this this large church, this huge church to be making a difference around the world, but we also need to be small. Rockbrook church needs to be getting larger and smaller at the same time. Listen, if we don't want to get larger then here's what we're saying. We're saying that everybody in our community that doesn't know Jesus Christ can just go to hell because we don't want to get bigger. We don't want anybody else coming in here. We want to stay small. But if we only focus on getting larger, we're only worried about numbers and size and being a big church in our community, then we're not healthy. We need a place where everybody knows our name, where they're going to protect us, where they're going to be honest with us, where they're going to help us to grow. Let's look at this final verse. I think it's challenging. Proverbs 18, 24. A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. So a man of many companions may come to to ruin. So if you're one of those, oh, I've got lots of friends that like me on Facebook. Bible says that's not good enough. You need the right people. Friends who stick closer than a brother. You need the intimate friends. It doesn't have to be everybody. It just needs to be a few people. And here, I want to I just ease some tension here. Um, when you join a small group, you're not going to connect this way with everybody in your small group. Your small group's going to be the arena, all right? You're going to have people in there. But I guarantee you, you're going to connect with a couple of people in that group, and you're going to be talking to them on the phone outside of group. You're going to be having coffee with them outside of group time. That's why small groups are so important, because you work your way and you find those two or three people that you can connect with. And I want to challenge you with everything in me to consider taking a next step by getting into a small group. Or get some people together and start your own group. Or start a group with people you're already gathering with. Just take the plunge and start some meaningful relationships. As Jesus said, we're two or more gathered together as my followers I am there among them. You need the right people to gather for the right reasons, who are glad you came, who will protect you, who are honest with you, who will help you to grow. You need heart and soul Christians to lock arms with you. Let's pray together. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for this church that values right relationships. And we thank you for the small group leaders and the coaches in this church and I thank you for all of those who've taken the plunge and have gotten connected into a small group. And Father, I, Father, we just pray for those who have been doing life alone. And we pray, Father, that you would help them to connect with the right people that will protect them, be honest with them, and grow them to be Christ-like. You know, and if you're here today and you realize I've been gathering with the wrong people, then you're in the right place. Or maybe you're here and you think, I have friends. I don't need this. I want you to hear me out. You need Jesus to get into heaven, to have real life change. It's not about what you know or what your friends know. It's about who you know, the right person. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, then nothing else matters. And that's where it all starts. The right relationship starts with Jesus Christ and then his church. Here's one of my my life verses. It's, It's the verse that I heard when I gave my life to Jesus Christ. Revelations 3.20, Jesus says with an exclamation, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. If you think you are a nobody, Jesus will come in and make you a somebody. I promise you, he did it for me. Just pray this with me quietly in your heart. Lord, today I have heard you. I feel you knocking on the door of my life. I've been rejecting you. But today I am glad you are here. Come on into my life. Be my friend, my forgiver and leader. Show me how to live for your purposes. Teach me how to love you more and to love the people you have put in my life.